podcast where we have rules, Vanderpump or not. What? I am Leslie Gray Streeter, a columnist for the Baltimore Banner, an author, a fan of everything reality television, and a person who just likes when stuff goes crazy. Um, I'm joined by my co-host, whose name is... I'm Lynn Streeter Childress. I do theater fingering audiences. And Leslie, I am not covering your shift because you want to go out and hang out with your boyfriend. Thank you. What? That's all that episode. So if so, I guess what we're talking about today, um, we're talking about Vanderpump Rules, um, and our guest is the wonderful Derek Pence. What's up? Hello. Oh, so good can, to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Derek? Okay, Derek, so I'm Derek Pence. What? Go ahead. Derek, a.k.a. Zenobia Darling. Yes. So I am a punk rock drag queen. Uh, Zenobia Darling's my name. I have a title from the Kennedy Center. So I'm a pretty, like, titled drag queen. I'm a stand-up comic. Um, I went to Towson for theater, um, where I did stand-up comedy and drag performing. And I theatrically studied rally television, writing my undergraduate theater thesis on Vanderpump Rules. So I am a Vanderpump Rules scholar and reality TV person. <laughs> so I am fascinated. So I went to the Maryland Art Summit um, at UMBC, which is for the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. And so it was a two day um, summit of Maryland artists and they have different artists who are doing uh, presentations um, and sessions. And uh, there was one called, if it's somebody favorite, it's called something like market yourself like a real housewife. Yep, it was yep, it was marketing your art like the Real Housewives, and it was all about how I all this study of reality television kind of made me look at marketing and reality show marketing and how to use social media as like a self curated reality show to like plug your stuff, and that's the only reason why Real Housewives go on that show. Like Lisa Renna, like she will be very blunt and open about it, saying that she only went on the show to sell her stuff. So it's how the Kardashians work too. So. And I basically gave a lecture there about it. It was one of the most amazing, eye-opening things. So on the show, yeah. we talk a lot about reality television because we let the we the do. guests pick what they want to do. And so we've had people talk about Survivor. We had a whole thing about reality television and race. And we talked about the real world. So we've talked a lot about a lot of these things. And we sort of go back to sort of the good old days of the, I guess, the advent of modern reality television was the early 90s. Oh, yeah. Yep, it was the real world that started it because they they kind of dramatized it in a way by production. So it was kind of like they weren't, they weren't scripting it, but they were scripting the situations right. and then yeah. post-editing it together to make a cohesive story. Right, exactly. And so that first season in New York, um, it was some people who had show business aspirations, but then like second season, you had like a cop and you had a doctor, right? Oh, it wasn't yes. people and who necessarily... Oh, Tammy! <laughs> but people very quickly learned how to use this not market. To, to market and not just have it oh, yeah. be a social experiment. It was about how do I market myself? And so we talk about like the Kardashians and a lot of times people sort of roll their eyes at these things. But Oh, I get so much. I mean, can I cuss on here? Like I get so much Please. shit. 
I get so much shit because of studying Real Housewives, especially up. Like, I'm in Harford County, and people, the first thing they do is always come for me. Well, you study reality television. Like, what is that? And I'm like, do you understand what's going on? Like, if you really get high level with it, Donald Trump is a reality star. That is Absolutely. his first, foremost thing. And he's kind of transitioned political theater to be reality show theatrics with CNN Absolutely. and Fox News being the 24-hour reality show. So it's like there's more going on with reality television than people want to give it credit for. They look at it as this lowbrow thing, and they're like, oh, it's beneath me. It's this. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. Like, do you, clearly it, you don't have the intellect you. to understand it. Yeah. No. It just, Lynn and I talked all the time about The Miz who to me is the most brilliant master of marketing than when he went on the real world. Yes, Everyone's yes. like, I'm drunk in a hot tub. Me too. He's like, I want to be a wrestler. Mm -hmm. And he went, all right, WWE at the WWF at the time, let's do this thing. And so he kind of cast his net, cast his sight, his shot like mm -hmm. Babe Ruth and said, this is what I'm going to do. And he was playing check chess. Everyone was playing checkers. And he's like, Go ahead, be drunk. And he's now the Miz. Yes. He's got it. Yes. And, and he has he... name recognition and all that stuff because of that. And he's still getting continued media appearances, which fuel more Even marketing. Even after his wrestling yeah. career, he's got his yes. own show. He shows up on, like, different shows. He's now the guy mm -hmm. like, oh, I'll be on $100,000 Pyramid. I'll be whatever it is, you know, whatever those shows are. And I just, it's brilliant, too, because he never made a secret yeah. of where he was going. He understood where he was going. I, I just saw a clip of an episode. Kevin Hart has a show on uh, Peacock called Heart to Heart, the yeah. interview mm -hmm. show. And it was a clip of an interview he did with Sofia Vergara. Um, yeah. Going too off point. Oof. But basically what she said, though, was she used to do telenovelas on uh, Univision and she was popular and she made her own calendars where she was like every month and she said she realized she said I realized that I was the product and that yeah. people were buying mm -hmm. me and my persona and so she early on she had stuff in Kmart she had stuff like in oh, all yeah. the places and so it wasn't he just did. her hooking other her Kmart line right yeah, it too. was <laughs> It was her doing her own stuff. But so going back to the fact that some people go into these reality things where they're kind of, they seem to be kind of like throwing, uh, you know, paint at the wall to see what will stick. But some people, like you said, the Miz know exactly. So mm -hmm. today we're talking about specifically about Vanderpump rules. Um, can you tell us, Derek, the origin of Bravo's, Vanderpump Rules and why it even freaking exists. Okay, so Lisa Vanderpump was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So she was on the first season and there was this gay, I'm just going to say, because he was, like, who lived with her. I know that's a very, like, Kathy Griffin term, but, like, she had this <laughs> gay live with her who was really messy and kind of did her dirty work. And so... He, they kind of had a falling out, like, right after taping the first season. So you kind of saw where Lisa has this, like, underworld around her. And then season two came about, and Brandy um, Glanville, who is, like, yeah. one of the trashiest housewives we've ever seen. <laughs> she's actually more Vanderpump Trashy than a housewife. People. Oh, yeah, she, she's ridiculous, especially with this upcoming <laughs> Ultimate Girls trip where she, like, apparently, like, sexually assaulted another housewife on it like if you i don't know if you've heard the rumors but no. something happened where she groped somebody drunk and i'm and like i'm sorry that leanne mm. rhyme stole her man yep well 
Eddie Cibrian was sleeping with Sheena Shea, who was a server at Villa Blanca, Lisa's restaurant. Yes! And showed up on camera, and Brandy Glanville was like, Lisa, I won't want her here. She fucked my husband or something. And that's when cameras were like, wait a minute, there's something here. So they were going to tape at Villa Blanca, but then they had Jax and Stassi dating, Crazy Kristen and Sandoval dating, and then you had Katie Maloney and uh, Tom Schwartz Schwartz. dating... Yeah, so it was like the six of them, and they were like, oh, there's something here. So they switched it to Sir, and then they started filming, like, shortly afterwards. And it was like a cutoff, like, you started the episode on Beverly Hills, and then it ended with Vanderpump Rules, because Brandy and Sheena had a sit-down, where Sheena's like, Brandy, I'm sorry that you slept with, that I slept with your husband, and just, like, with her, like, her voice. And I mim- I do stand-up comedy, so, like, I mimic all of them. But she had that very specific voice, and Brandy's like, I don't care, so they get up and leave. And you follow Sheena into Sir, and then it starts that iconic uh, razor glass entrance, and then, and then we have yeah. Vanderpump. So what, what? Vill- Villa Blanca and Sir are the restaurant, and they're right next to each other. Both no, owned. Villa Blanca was in Beverly Hills. It's closed now. Oh. Sir is in West Hollywood. Um, ah. It's in a strip. I for- It's off Sunset and Robertson. Like I okay. used to live in L.A., so I'm kind of familiar with okay. that area. And plus, I always used to go bar hopping there. It's right down the Robertson from the Abbey, so it's in that like gay okay. strip. And like I think. Like, I always liked a club called Bayou Bar. That was always a good place to do, like, cheap shots and, like, do graffiti in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and other stuff. But it's, like, in that strip. And then she bought Pump right up, the, right on the corner of Robertson yes. and, Suns- and Sunset, I believe. Or is it Santa Monica? I forget. And then Tom Tom opened up a few years later. So, which is, like, three Sweet. doors down from Pump. Okay. And Sir I've Steve- always believed that Go ahead, Leslie. Lisa Vanderpump is the queen of mm-hmm. marketing in yes. terms of, the, because she understood, I think, mm-hmm. okay, Lisa Vanderpump was a model who in the 80s was in an ABC video. Do yep. you remember? Oh, I yes. Mean, she started, like, she understood who she was that she, in the 80s, 1982, and she married up, and she was English, and she kept yep. moving up. So that she, when she shows up on Beverly Hills, you know, you have the Richards, God bless them. Oh, God. Not, Don't get me started. <laughs> and stuff. And she's like, I'm married into this part. Can I, mm-hmm. can I curse, Lynn? I married into this bitch, and this is where I am. <laughs> so she, the rest of them were all messy. They were messy because they needed that to survive. Mm-hmm. She had her own money. Her husband had her own money, and she knew where she'd come from. She right. came from, from like, I'm a video girl, right? So I think she understood. That's why Vanderpump Rules fascinated me because she understood the marketing potential. The rest of them were like, we're just going to be mean to my sister. She's like, fuck your sister. Here I am. I'm, I'm over here. I'm already gone. I'm Kaiser freaking Soze, man. And so, and also I've noticed that, and I haven't kept up with the show until this, we had this conversation, but I understood that her participation got less and less in terms of camera time. Oh, yeah. Because she let the kids be messy. Let the kids be messy. Mm-hmm. Let them do their thing. Her name is still on it. It's still promoting her product. It's still promoting her right there in the name. And she doesn't have to do as much. And I thought that was brilliant. Oh, yeah. And she only did the show to market her restaurants. That's that's like number one. And she's this capitalistic, pernicious 
matriarchal figure to all. She's Lady Bracknell. So my whole thesis was on comparing it to the importance of being earnest. And I always say Oscar Wilde would love Bravo and Vanderpump Rules and the oh, Royal Housewives. He would. He would love it. A messy bitch. Well, yes. Oscar Wilde. But, he, but Lisa Vanderpump is Lady Bracknell. And she's this, like, the puppet master behind all of it, keeping up the like aspirational lifestyle that they are all on its pursuit in. And because they're all on that pursuit together, they're enemies. So it's an old Socrates, like <laughs> theatric from ancient right. Greece, where when two enemies do monstrous deeds to each other, it reads as comedy. Like Veep has that going on in like a scripted show. Right. But yes. reality, it's a Vanderpump rules. So it's well, like, they do awful things to each other. They get drunk, they fight, they fuck each other and then fight more about it. And it's like, and then be horrible servers. <laughs> Which horrible servers who, horrible. who call out who call out yes. all the time who were like i just i just can't deal with this today i'm just not yep. doing it today oh and you get like, sheena i'm not doing this i'm not serving the rest of my life i'm a singer <laughs> i want to be britney spears <laughs> okay can i tell you so the first season it's the one that I guess I'm most adept in because I watched the entire first season. I started watching the second and I actually swooped to the 10th. It's been on for 10 seasons because I'm oh, like, yeah. yep. and some of them are gone, but some of them are still there, including, and we will talk about Tom Sandoval and that oh, horrific oof. mustache. That oh. mustache. He was so pretty, but like too pretty. He was too pretty. But that mustache, he just looks I, like, I, I can't even tell May you. May I say without the mustache? A worm with a mustache. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Without the mustache, I might. Yeah, I no, tell that's anybody. True. no, don't tell anybody. Well, well I've heard mustache? some things. I'll tell oh. you guys off mic, but I've heard yeah, some things do. about him. But it, I've dude, heard but some it, things. See, but it's so interesting when the first when the show first starts. Like you said, it starts straight from the whole Sheena, uh, Brandy Glanville stuff, and then this really mean girl named Stasi, who <laughs> oh, yeah, who's, I hate her so much. <laughs> she was so. Awful. She's such a bitch. <laughs> she was just horrific. And she was dating this horrible man <laughs> named Jax, Jax. who is a literal sociopath. He is Jax. Donald Trump in, like, he, they come from that same world. <laughs> he That's lies. why I'm like, you want to know how J how Trump operates? Watch Jax. That he, is it completely. So Jax was, like, 32 years old, dating a 24 uh, 35. Year, 35. Oh yeah, dating dating a twenty three. She turned twenty four in the show. Everyone, <gasps> but then they broke up, and then he started dating Laura Lee, the one season wonder who is a graduate from Juilliard. She went to Juilliard. No. Yes, that's the other thing. And you're like, wait a minute, they're fucking in the, like bathroom in the bathroom. Yes, did you see the scene where yes, where Lisa calls them out and is like, someone caught you in the bathroom, and they lied. And Yes, on camera, and then they could get fronted about it, and they and, and they then, let her. Well, I don't. What well, we definitely wouldn't do that. That's crazy. We like, work what, here. What are you talking about? I remember. We work here. <laughs> Why would we do that? And she's like, hmm. And then, so this crazy thing. So Stassi and Jax are dating, and then they break up for some stupid reason, and then she starts dating the what was it, Frank? Oh, the, the dude from DC. Yeah, who um who she did a sex tape with, and then he tried to sell it. That was later on in, like, season, like, four no. or five. But he Frank the bartender? A sex yes, they made a sex tape during that time. And then, <laughs> so later on, he was trying to sell it, so Lisa had to step in and paid him off. And it was on camera. Oh, and, like, that. they held Stasi. Like, that was when Stasi really had her fall, because you're like, wait a minute. You act like you're so above all these people. You are in the thick of it, in the mud where you belong. Well, what's so crazy <laughs> about it is that, so this show came on 
10 years ago. Yep. I, so when these kids were either in their early to mid 20s, some of them, mm-hmm. Frank, 20s, yeah. early 30, early to mid 30s. And so I am, Leslie and I are 52 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. We are very old. We are old. Um, people don't always know, but we're 52. So I'm watching these. It's the skin. It's the skin. I'm watching these 25 year olds and I'm like, how dumb can you be? But I realize, not like I did a bunch of craziness, but the emotional insecurity though of being. Oh, and like the emotional stagnation too. Like the uh, fact that they're just like. They keep doing the same thing over and over again. Over and over. And they're like, we broke up. We were dating forever. And then so the the season I'm on now, I'm on the 10th season where, right? In the 10th season where mm-hmm. the dude, what's his name? Is date broke up with, they all, I'm sorry, I have to remember all the names. Broke up with the one girl. And then three weeks later, he's dating somebody else. And he's Are you like, about G.J. James Kennedy? G.J. James Kennedy. What is his G.J. James Kennedy, baby. That, oh, I love him. He's, he's my fa- he's one of my faves. <laughs> he's dating this girl. He's like, she's the love of my life. The love of Oof. my life. He goes, you've been dating her for three weeks. Derek, can I ask you something? And once again, as because we're Gen X and because we were like, we were raised our formative years before the at all social media, but certainly before like the spawn, the real power of the internet marketing. Now, when we were younger, it's like you went to Kinko's, you like <laughs> print out your resume, you walked around, you talked to people. And now, thir- 25 years later, um, 30 years later from when we graduated from college, I'm sorry, it's marketing. The shorthand is you go on social media, mm-hmm. you go on a reality show, you do an OnlyFans, you yep. do whatever. And it's not, none of these, all these things that to us, because they involved fame and sex and reputation would be off limits but the it is, is it am i wrong in saying that the shorthand to marketing at least even in a general sense is social media at well, least at the, the at thing the, about social media is and about the whole marketing now is the reputation side you just flood the news cycle so even if you do bad mm. stuff that ruins your reputation you just start flooding the news cycle and are doing something else and kind of like and people forget because things move so quickly i mean it's kind of like that teflon thing um and right. vanderpump yeah. rules is is fascinating because it started it taped about two years like the first season about two years before yeah. Instagram took off okay. and so the, these people were at like a very pivotal side where they were like do we stay in LA I mean Sheena wants to be the next Britney Spears which wasn't going to happen Katie wanted to be a music producer which you knew real quick was not going to happen uh, Sandoval wanted to be Michael Jackson like so they were very open about that stuff and you kind of saw where it's like you're not really doing that so you need to kind of make a decision to like go home yes. or stay in LA because this thing's not working and so they kind of just had nothing left and just said fuck it let's do the reality show and then you know and then and- the ironic part is is that they made it to the fame that they wanted being reality yes. stars and that reality show as a legitimate <clears throat> form of marketing in terms of you you do it because it 15 years ago even 20 years ago it was maybe i'll do a soap opera yeah or i'll go on oprah yeah i'll go on oprah i'll do a thing like the woman that young woman bed baby bed barbie whatever that crazy girl names is who the catch me outside girl oh god from dr phil oh (laughs) yeah 
Reminds me of my damn cousin from Dundalk. (laughs) What? Yeah, she's from Lake Worth, Florida, Mm -hmm. where I used to live, which is like the drunk uncle of West Palm Beach. And so that girl, when they said she's from Lake Worth, I go, of course she is. But she literally wrote that to a legitimate music career. Yes. But what she had to do, and this is what I want to ask you about with reality television, she was willing to, she was 13, so she didn't really have a choice because her parents made the decision for her. Mm -hmm. But she did a thing that 20 years ago, they go, don't let anybody know you stripped. Don't let anybody know you did porn. Don't let anybody know that you did whatever. You were an escort. But they start with, I've done the most tacky thing, and that doesn't preclude me from having this career. Is that... Are we those of us who are older? Are we missing a piece? I think because it's, we don't think that those barriers don't exist anymore. I think it's one of those things where like a lot of the judgment towards sex work and all that stuff, right, is kind of going away. Because that's the other thing yeah. about like Vanderpump Rules and like Real House of Beverly Hills is you kind of see. Yeah. Like, I call it the whore economy, but kind of, like, how the sugar yeah. daddy, like, sugar daddies work. And how, like, you know, they're, you're going to have, like, an 80-year-old guy with, like, a 22-year-old model. And it's kind of, like... It's expensive to be me. Yes. 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 And, like, um, are you familiar with, like, Girls Next Door? Like, the Playboy, like, yeah. Holly Madison? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. I've been doing the rewatch with them, with Holly and Bridget on their podcast. And it's, like, it's very fascinating that looking was... back because they were so demonized in that situation. And nowadays, I'm, they like... They were. I'm like that. I don't and why think recognizing would... them and that yes. 80 year old perverted guy yes. who's making them be his girlfriends? <clears throat> I mean, not, no one's making anyone, but I, I had a friend, I'm not going to say who he was, but a guy who was involved in creative in Playboy in the 70s. And mm-hmm. he talked about the first time he went to the mansion and he's standing there by the pool and a woman just pops up from the pool and starts going down on him. And he's just standing there. And his first reaction, he's a dude. He's like, Hey, and he's like, wait a minute. What are we doing? Nobody asked me if I wanted to do this. It's just, it was part of things. She was part of the show. She was the person who bought you from Mimosa, but except it was a blow job. Yep. And that those girls didn't set that economy up. Those no, girls. It was the men in power set, that did. It was the men in power, but because of our patriarchal society, we say, I, I think what we were done with reality television and so, and OnlyFans and so many things, we removed the thing where we say this is a legitimate thing, and then we look at sex work. And I think even with second or third wave feminism, where we would say, "Oh no, it's terrible! You're a stripper. It's fair, terrible! You're a cam girl." And they would say, "It's giving me what I want. I had the agency to set up this camera." To take yes. my own money. Well, there's no pimp. There's no mm-hmm. agent. There's no person between me and there's my no money. There's no porn booking agent. There's no porn studio behind them. It's them controlling their own edit. They have entirely, they're controlling what they're showing. I know some girls that do, and some boys also that do OnlyFans. And it's like, they're yeah. controlling what you see, what you don't yes. see. There's no shots they don't approve of. It's like the the control is now in the content creator right. and the sex content so, creator. What, it's really, back do then I want that wasn't. for my child? No. I don't want that for my child. <laughs> right. But I also understand I don't have, I have removed some of the judgment, not only morally, but just like business wise. Well, yeah. Be- I was yeah, saying it's really Lynn. interesting. The Kim Kardashian 
fame ah. was from a sex tape. Yes, and Paris and, Hilton too. Paris Hilton did it. She was the OG of that. Right. But what's so and what's so interesting though, and like I guess what is respected is relative, right? Yeah. You know, cuz I would say they have fame and slash do they have respect but again respect is 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 relative like people think that the kardashians are the downfall of the world but i remember mm. was it 10 years ago when she had that app that she made oh, ridiculous God, yeah. amounts of money off of but i remember yeah. saying i remember saying i don't necessarily respect them and i don't respect how they fetishize blackness and steal oh, it oh and yeah all, it, it's crazy it's gross but and, what yeah. i respect it though in some way though is that they saw something and they went for it. Now the way they went for it, and they got around. Yes, they got around the the gate. Right, and they just did it. Now, mm-hmm. now they are currently though um, busting the uh, picket line, and that's horrible. They're currently filming and busting the the writers guild stuff, and so there's and as a writer who I'll just say has interest in these things. It's terrible. right. They're terrible. It's crazy. It's terrible. They're terrible scabs. But I will say though, th- but yeah. the fact that, that we all know who she is and we know who they are, and she's done good work. I mean, she got a law degree so she could yeah. get people out of jail. I mean, out of jail. So, they're very opportunistic and they're very capitalistic. That's the thing about the Kardashians and like the mastermind Chris Jenner. Like oh, yeah. they, it's all about making money to them and. They kind of did the blueprint that Paris Hilton did. Like, they kind of took it, and then once that sex day came out, it was kind of like, oh, let's go in there and let's market this stuff. Let's use our cable E, you know, channel reality show, right. and let's make it into an empire. And honestly, I don't if, – if it's out there already and you didn't choose it, neither Paris Hilton or Kim Kardashian made that tape. But they go, and Kim Kardashian, you know, having a, having parents who were already plugged into the zeitgeist, they went, okay, how can we do it? And Paris Hilton, who has money and, and standing, and it was, it was a genius of marketing. Yes. And of course, you could make, you could either lean into it, which they did, they pushed into it, you know, they barreled into it, or you could say, let's now do something else. But... I think that the difference is that they have no shame about it. Yeah. They're not coming in and saying, we did this to this point or we did this, but they're like, here we are, whole, whole ass to the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Here's all the kibbles and bits all out. It's artistic. It's aspirational. And I was going to say one thing is we were talking about Paris Hilton. So her sidekick on her show was Nicole Richie. Who's yep. on, but who's now on a completely different level really different. in terms of like respect in terms of like her being oh, yeah. a designer and, and both of them nepo babies. Oh yeah, oh one hundred percent, big time 100%. nepo babies. And though, I know it's just interesting where else I've taken it. And then I had another thought and I forgot. Oh, but but it's also interesting too. Again, the fact that like when we started this phone call before we hit record. I had never watched Vanderpump Rules. I knew what it was because I used to watch Beverly Hills, but I'd never watched the show. And the fact that it's been on for 10 years is wild. And though that there's this yeah. whole universe that I yes. didn't know anything about, but that exists without me having to know about it, which is also exciting. Um, but but these people, though, exist 
within the um within that world, but that they have books. And oh, that- yeah, books, music, uh, they do club appearances. I mean, Sheena Shea was booked at, I think, Pride in June to sing Good as Gold and What I Like, and which I think she recorded the first season. So what I like, like was they- the first season, and yeah. it sounds not good. I will just because she's making the sex noises and there's they show her in the studio like the first or second (laughs) episode with with Shay her husband who stole like a bunch of money from her Shay Dan and Shay Shay of the country duo Dan and Shay who really that song wait 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 what. Hell Wait, I didn't know this. Dun, 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 black I know he's tracks. a music producer. Yeah. Oh. Leslie, oh, I'm going to look man. it up, but I think that's him. Um, look it up. Yeah. Because he the- was popping pills, and he was he was a raging alcoholic. And then Sheena, being Sheena, this is like the emotional stagnation. When they started breaking up, she would say these, like, Okay, wait a minute. You know what? I am wrong. Please don't sue me, Dan and Shay. Somebody told me it was the same dude. Oof. Don't sue me. Oh, it's allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Okay, so, D- Derek, do you know the show that's on right now that is... Okay, hold on. It's totally not him. Please access this out. Don't sue me. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a show on right now that William Shatner hosts called Stars on Mars. Oh, yes, with Sandoval. No, uh, Schwartz. Well, no, it's Schwartz. Yeah. Tom and Schwartz. Portia. Okay. I think Portia from Atlanta's on and there, Portia's too. Portia's on there. Portia, by the way, first of all, I want her skin regimen. I know I can't afford it, but she oh, she's is so gorgeous. Yes. She's so gorgeous. Every time she walks across the screen, I'm like, why? I don't get it. She's so pretty. And there's a girl who was, they just, they have a new crop of celebrities that just showed up. There's a girl who's one of the bachelorettes who like, she was on the bachelor and I guess she stole one of the bachelor's people. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, <laughs> but, and I, vaguely remembered her she just showed up last week but Portia is like a voice of reason but um Schwartz and and Portia has one of the best arcs of a reality star she went on the first season not knowing what the Underground Railroad was I mean with like her legacy and And then she and then she's getting arrested from civil rights people yes and she didn't know yeah she literally thought the Underground Railroad was a choo-choo train she was like where's the tracks and I was like wait a minute but then she got arrested for protesting um with BLM so I'm like good like that's like yeah and so Schwartz was on, and he is so funny because the first time you see him, and they make a big deal. Here, these people come out and they've got their astronaut things on, and they come into like decontamination. Oh gosh! And and he's like, "Hi, everybody hates me on a reality show." But what I respected about him is that, like you, like when you were talking about the universe that reality shows create, he came on doing a very cursory explanation about who he was, but basically um, assuming that if you knew who he was, you knew who he was. And he didn't spend a lot of time going, well, obviously this is the show and this is Lisa Vanderpump and this is the thing. He was like, I'm on the show. And you figured it out or not. Also, he was able to, he's not on there anymore. He got booted off into the sun at some point, but. <laughs> into the sun where he belongs. Yeah. <laughs> kind of felt he presented and he was always in the bottom. I think the last first three weeks he was in the bottom. 
But he was like, I'm this cute, dumb, pretty, sad sack and won't somebody pay attention to me. That's his and personality on the show, that's though. That's his personality. Like, he's a and dud he's, who's hot or was hot. He's a, he's so hot, though. It's but he's so a dumb. dud. I, and I, that's ugh. why I'm saying I'm very bad taste in men. Um, <laughs> and why he stayed with Katie all these years is a mystery to me. I mean, he beat her multiple times on camera no. like and that's why i'm like people forget that i'm like he threw a drink on her head multiple times was so abusive and then he would be abusive on camera and then it would be like baba baba i love you baba and you're like that your love bomb you just <laughs> abuse her and then you're you're love bombing her i'm like well, they oh. had this whole conversation well actually no you know it wasn't her it was the what what is the dj's name dj DJ James. Oh, he's another one. He's another one. So the, his ex-girlfriend and the girl he was now in love with after dating for three weeks had this whole conversation, the first episode, of like, look, mm -hmm. we're going to be in the same friend group. We should at least have some kind of understanding. But they both talked about how volatile he was and how you don't want to get yeah. him mad. And I'm like, what, 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 what? What? And, like, the whole subtext of Vanderpump Rules is, and production will lean into this, but they're allegedly on drugs the whole time. They're always doing cocaine yes! and Adderall. I mean, they've Stassi's actually come out on camera and said it, but that's, like, kind of the, the subtext, and it's edited to show it. But, like, G.J. James Kennedy is, like, I mean, just in that season 10 reunion, the reason why he's going to the bathroom every 10 seconds is to do more blow. Like... And, Allegedly. <laughs> and supposedly what he had been clean for like two years, he had been sober oh, no alcohol yes. for two years. And he's like, well, you know what? I just realized I was at the point where I thought I could handle it. You really? <laughs> and then you're like, well, those people on Vanderpump have no concept of mental health, addiction, anything. Because Sheena, when she was dating Shay back then, she would say gems like, just do like six shots. Just don't get fucked up. And it's like. You're talking to an alcoholic here who's, like, trying to be in recovery, and you're basically, like, greenlighting them to drink. And it's, like, you know, going out on their anniversary when he said he's sober, being like, I'll take one each of the prime cocktails. I'll take this one and that one and the strawberry gimlet. And you're like, what are you doing, Sheena? Well, what's <laughs> interesting, and again, I'm watching this now in my early 50s. And again, I used to, I watched the first few seasons of the real world when it went from being like documentary to just being like mm -hmm. trash. And then because Las Vegas. Yep. Oh, I love New York housewives. The best. Okay. But all can I, okay. And that's nothing to do with this topic, but I look and I don't even know where they are, but the first season of New York housewives, Oh. Um, Alex and her crazy husband. Oh God. Simon. In Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, and she's living and now, what? she's a therapist now in Australia. What? Like, a certified, like, clinical psychologist in, like, Byron Bay. I'm like, I girl. <laughs> I felt so bad for Alex because everyone else, once again, checkers chess. Alex mm -hmm. and her little dumb husband, who was <laughs> kind of gay. Am I wrong? No, I mean, I... He, I've heard that he was on Grinder back when the show was filming. So that's all. That's a rumor I heard from some oh, drunk wow. queen at a bar he, one time. He had an amazing pair of pants. I remember they like come to this thing and he was wearing these pants that were like glittery. And they're like, and, yes, uh, your husband's queer. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And, and, but they're like, no, he's just Australian. I'm like, is that that's not Australian. <laughs> but I love that Alex and them thought they were on a real re a, a real show mm -hmm. and everyone else understood that they were doing something different. So the rest of them were like, we don't care if you we look bad. Right. Alex and Simon were mm -hmm. embarrassed by things. Yeah. And the rest of them were like, 
wrap it up. So you look at someone like Bethany. Who is the queen of this? She did the blueprint with Skinny Girl about all about my whole thesis. Yeah. So tell us about that. This was a very interesting thing. And then I I had a point about my manipulation and Lisa. We'll get into that. But go ahead. Oh yeah. So so uh, so Bethany came on the show. She was like the broke one. I mean, Jill Zarin, Countess Luann, Ramona. They all had what I call fuck you money. So they all had a lot of money. They didn't care what they looked like. Bethany needed this. She kind of realized she needed to stay on the show because she had fame from um, The Apprentice, but it was Martha Stewart's Apprentice. Um, So she came close to winning, didn't win, but she only had like $3,000 and was, again, at that crossroads. She got on the show as Jill's friend. And also she represented a different type of Manhattan woman that I think needed to yeah. represent it on the show. And then she kind of started forever. marketing skinny girl. Like she, she made the product and then um, you started seeing it. Like when she would be in a bar, you would see it place. She would always right. order it and kind of doing that in dialogue, like marketing that, that infomercial within the show. And she knew. Yes. She came onto the show and I interviewed her once for the Palm Beach Post. She was honestly, I'll just say, not pleasant. She I've was heard no that. Fun. She was absolutely, she had no sense of humor. Oh, yes. About, she was on a reality show and she seemed insulted that I was asking her about the points of being on a reality show. Also, she is really rude about Meghan Markle and I love Meghan Markle. So, oh, I got thoughts on them. her. I got some thoughts yeah. on her. <laughs> Because, oh, okay, because she used to she dated Meghan Markle's first husband after they dated, and of now course. she's like mega better. Well, you know oh, Bethany and Kyle it. Richards are good friends. Like they go back from the nineties. Yes. So so Bethany, but Bethany, I give her her one of my friends who was now a millionaire, literally in marketing and and business promotion. Very quickly said, look at what Bethany's doing. Look at the Bethany doesn't mind exposing her personal life to a point. She goes, you will know, you think you know everything about Bethany, but you don't. Mm-hmm. Bethany is very good about editing what it is you know about her, and she'll ride that familiarity to, oh, it's Skinny Girl. It's you. It's me. We're trying to be out there in hot New York and whatever, and we're doing the things to order my margarita. And they go, great. And she was in a different... The checkers and chess of her and someone like, you know, Simon and... and Alex. Yeah. It's different. It's it's like it's t- night and day because also the thing about Alex was she, like she was very much like a real person. Right. Whereas like exactly. all the other ones were you could tell they they had that like eccentric personalities and Bethany had it that beginning season. You could tell like the the groundwork was laid for that. So. Yes. And Bethany too once again came into it I think someone like Luann because she had the fuck you money. And by the I way, I love Luann. She's like one of my I, top housewives. I I, I love you, so. her. I love that she is seems to be just in a different universe than everybody yes. else. And I want to live there. I want to live there. Yes, I do too. And she okay, she so, loves getting dick down. And I'm like, girl, work. She don't care. She don't care. When I was in, when I was at the Palm Beach Post, there was an intern who had just started. And she was maybe her second weekend, and she's working like a Saturday morning. And part of what you have to do is you have to look at, if you're paying attention, the people that were arrested the night before. And because she was 22, recognized the name, she called her editor on the way at the door, and she goes, I'm going to first appearance. Think about she goes, I'm going to first appearance. Because it was when Luann slapped the cop. Okay. I'm going to kill you all. 
<laughs> I got married at the colony. Okay, so oh. this, is, this was my home away from home oh. for a year. That's some housewives history. Launch. Ooh. My book launch with James Patterson in 2020 was at the colony. I mean, oh. this is like my God. soul. So Luann slaps a cop. They arrest her. She's shocked. So this intern. Wait, no, no, no. There. She was going to hook up with a polo player and went yes! into the wrong room, the wrong room, would turn down service and then wouldn't leave the room when the security came well, in. The got room, her. And then she's in the hallway and she slaps a cop. Yep. I'm going to kill you all. Oh, like I'm yes. the countess doing that shit. I'm so like, ah. We don't care. There's like, you could be a hooker because there's old hookers in Palm Beach. Yep. Nobody knows. So they pull her to the thing. So this intern, she's like 19, 21, 21 years old. She runs into the thing and she gets the first photo. She's not even supposed to have her oh. camera on. She's like, fuck it. I don't work here. And she's like, click. And so that photo, that her information, she's the first person. Do you know why? Because nobody else in that beat would have figured it out. Oh, yeah. They would have been no like, one, Who, who's this? Known. Like, no one. Yeah. They would have known. I would have known. Oh, yeah. Because I was the entertainment reporter. If I'd had the thing, I would have figured it out. But not one other person would have known who she was. Because they would have said, who is Luann Alessis? That's weird. I hate to say this. They would have noticed a name that appeared not to be black or Hispanic mm-hmm. and maybe paid attention. Well, they would probably like, know the last name because her ex-husband, like, um, the Count's family built the Suez Canal and controlled the tolls on it. So that's how they have money. Also, you kind of have like, okay, you were in Africa and controlling commerce. Like, okay. (laughs) But if you're a 25-year-old white dude from University of Florida who doesn't care about these things, you're Mm -hmm. not going to recognize Oh, yeah, exactly. Because it's that thing where people look down again uh, towards reality stars in this world when I'm like, don't. (laughs) it, It got us the scoop. That oh. never would have happened. And the fact that she then turned it into a la-di-da, once again, because she was already ahead of it. If oh, you yeah. look at someone like Teresa, <laughs> prostitution whore. <laughs> um, I've heard, who, I've never met her. I've heard through just like the industry that like <laughs> she is not very intellectual. I will put it that way. <laughs> it is pretty obvious that she is not very but, intellectual. Um, but how... Go but here's the problem. She went to jail, right? Oh, yeah. How, yes, how I mean, intellectual. She came back and got That is married. what I'm yes. saying. Came to a monster. Married. Louis is a monster, allegedly. But how inter- that's the thing. How intellectual do you have to be if you can yeah. publicly go through fraud, your husband gets go to jail and gets freaking <laughs> deported, Deported. Yep. Deported, and then you come out, and you still have a standing, and you're doing mm-hmm. commercials for the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, it's, it's, and plugging her little skinny Italian amazing. line. How amazing does she look? By the way, she looks so. That's also, you know, she went to the the dentist, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but I'm saying that in that thing when she's like, and she's what ten years younger than us. She ain't young. Is she? Right? Is she? Yeah. Is she ten years younger than us? She's late 40s. That's not 10 years. Well, that's six But I'm looking at her, and I'm like, and I'll say, obviously. No, Leslie, she's 51. She's only a year younger than us. No, ma'am. Well, she wanted to be a bodybuilder. And then, I mean, when you're in jail, I always say, like, 
you know, because I love prison documentary, like Lock Up on CNBC is my favorite show. They get bored and work out all the time. So you come out of jail and it's like most of the time they have some fitness regimen. They either find fitness or find God, one of the two. I, I <laughs> know <both>. someone, <laughs> I won't say who, who was in federal prison. And who was it, Jessup? Yeah. My, <laughs> I know no, someone there. <laughs> I, I, it may be someone I, I know very well, but um, that person. Yeah, they work out. They ex- and also they exchange more information about fraud because mm-hmm. all the fraudsters are in the same place. So they yep. come out with a bigger scam. So pretty um, much, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you off camera who that is. But um, yeah, so I'm not surprised. And also because she came up with better marketing. Yes, better marketing. Yes, and you know that she was getting surreptitious, surreptitious like communications from PR people and agents and stuff probably when she was oh, there going, oh, 100%. You know, not for nothing, sis, but when you get out, um, and once again, it comes back to the whole marketing thing. And we've sort of like been very expansive, the Vanderpump Rules thing, but I think it all comes back to people like Lisa or, um, or uh, Skinny Girl or all these people Bethany. who understood what they, at the very beginning, yes. we talked about Tammy Roman. Tammy oh, Roman. I love Tammy. Oh, our bonnet chronicles. Oh. <laughs> She's on this amazing show called Truth Be Told that's on Apple TV. Um, uh, Apple. Okay. Yeah, I know her from she... Basketball Wives, too. That's my other, yes. that's my other favorite show. was like, the very first season you see her when she's getting her, she has her mouth uh, closed shut so she yes. can lose weight. Mm-hmm. On the first, in oh, LA, yes. LA Real World. In oh, LA. with Jackie Curtis. Oh. Yes. Or Jackie Christie. Go, oh. Yes. And you go, who is this? It's like she was like, calling my shot here's what i'm doing that 20 30 years later tammy is on not emmy nominated television mm-hmm. playing octavia spencer's because... stepmother oh yes yes Good for her though she deserves and it. she's great she and she looks amazing and she is amazing her the character's name is lil and she's really <laughs> great and i think it also has to do with the fact that she understood this to be a piece of marketing yes. rather than her entire personality that I think that's when, and I having been not only in journalism for 30 years, but also almost exclusively covering entertainment, understanding the, I mean, the real world came out the year before I graduated from college. So the first one, so the people that I was starting to interview, the ones that you could get were people on reality shows and that kind of thing. And understanding where they were coming from. So Donald Trump got married. Oh. Two thousand what? Melanie. Mel. I call her Melanie because he tweeted the that Melanie. out and that shit sticks. Oh, you know. <laughs> I'm like Melanie. <laughs> Melanie. So when and she, I've seen her in person. She before the surgery, drop dead gorgeous. And yeah. One of the most beautiful people pre-surgery I'd ever seen in my life. Just she walked by me at Mar-a-Lago and went, oh. Okay, Oof. I get it. So when they got married, I mean, they're not hooking up was, though. I mean, huh? They're not hooking up though. I mean, she's in no. it for the money. Oof. Look at her. Look at her. So <laughs> the weekend they got married, every celebrity in town was there. Like, so we were literally dispatched. Like our weekend was, you be at this restaurant, and I knew I was a friend who had a restaurant. I knew people were gonna be at like Star Jones was there. All these people oh, were there. Oh, Star Jones fire. was a an early person on the View doing this stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. She understood it. So, and mm. she's a woman with a law degree, and she's yeah. doing it. So we're walking around. I go to the Brazilian court. I booked myself a manicure, Ooh. so I could be there. And Kathy Hilton, mm-hmm. mm. you know, 
was Big there. Cass, was I love her. Very discreet, but she was wearing a t-shirt spangled that said, I love Paris. <laughs> Everyone knew who she was. She wasn't hiding it. It was a brilliant weekend of chicanery <laughs> and fakery and bold marketing yep. crazy. And it was like, we're here to be on camera and mm. we see you surreptitiously with your camera phone and we're not even going to turn away. We're not like, why is that black girl walking up the steps in those heels at the sushi restaurant writing down notes? Gee, I don't know. Maybe it's because she's in the press. We don't care. And it wasn't my friend owned that restaurant. So yeah. I was like, whatever. She was like, this is when Star Jones is, this may be when Star Jones's um, uh, reservation is, I don't know. Who can say? Well, like, and I'm walking. it all goes back to, like, I'm a huge Kathy Griffin person. Like, I'm, I do stand-up, and she's probably the, yeah, my yeah. number one idol. Um, but on the My Life on the D-List, she was one of the people who, like, really took that. Yep. And she would be very open about, like, oh, I'm calling the paparazzi, because that's what a lot of these celebrities did. Yeah. Like, and call when they're going to come out of restaurants and stuff. And it's that's a whole thing. Whereas now, all that stuff is so out in the open to the point yes. where, like, if someone does it, they're thirsty because you can tell. Like, I love it when um, a real housewife will get photographed coming out of LAX. I'm like, you called the photographer. <laughs> that's That doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> exactly. And because, and once again, your publicist. Yes. And I, I've had publicists. Will tell you. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't that. I was just a crazy author person. I wasn't like that kind of thing. But you understand because I would say people. So seriously, you have to give them a drink or two and say, "So tell me." And they go, "Yeah, this person." And and a lot of it was Palm Beach focused. But yeah, it's like you know when people are coming out of a restaurant. You know when oh, the yeah. people are are going to be at a club. You know, well, like Donald Trump's wedding, whatever it is. And so, if no one's looking for you, but you can wear a crazy dress mm -hmm. with like a stocking and some nipples and you walk past the thing because you're doing know that's a stunt when, pulling a stunt we call it in, in drag world you know <laughs> yeah you know that's when the the paparazzi are looking for beyonce but here you show up in your crazy nipple dress and beyonce's not showed up yet so okay what, what, what we'll, is, take <laughs> we'll take it one of the things it. i was gonna say and it all goes back to this is that it's all about marketing but manipulation but yes. but but manipulation in both the bad you're being manipulated thing, but also literally, you know, come from the Latin of hand, that literally it's people manipulating their situations and manipulating their mm -hmm. experiences mm -hmm. and their opportunities. I know if I go here, then we'll go there. And if I know it, it almost is like biblical of how they would be like, yeah. I understand that the rich man is going to be here at this day. So we'll sit you yeah. over there, right? And if I'm photographed with the rich man and posted on social media or posted on a reality show, I am of that status. So exactly. and I am living that life. I'm living that yeah. life. I was, you know, going back to... Even if they're not. Even, well, even you know, though. going back to... Well, you know, I'll just say this. A lot of those shows where people will be like... Um, Here's me on the plane or whatever, and it's like a toilet seat next to a uh, a toilet seat that looks like a plane window, and they have it next to a poster <laughs> of like, you know, whatever. It looks like you're somewhere. But so going back to Vanderpump Rules, though, which is where we started, is and we were talking about Lisa, this first mm -hmm. season of the show where she was the star, and she was basically ceding her fame to these other folks to have their own careers but she would do things 
like it was so crazy. It was somewhere between being very much like, oh, we're going to have this conversation here. Oh, I didn't, we didn't know that the girl that slept with your boyfriend was going to be one of the models in this thing. Kristen. Oh, Lisa, what? Lisa's so full of shit. Right. She knew. Uh, like, that's the thing about Lisa. She, she, she is such a manipulative puppet master. She knows what she's doing. She's going to have that girl. Like, I always talk about season three with Miami girl with Sandoval. So Kristen flew out. Tom Sandoval went to Miami for Sheena's bachelorette party and apparently slept with this girl Kristen and Lisa flew the girl out, but she blamed it on Kristen flying the girl from Miami to L.A. to confront Sandoval on the, at the bar. Like, this was right when he got together with Ariana. And it's like, it's they're like fighting in the back alley, which is like my favorite thing. But at the same time, I'm like, we all know what's going on here. Like, the au- Bravo audiences are smarter and know what's going on, and we can pick up on the manipulation. Yeah. And I think that's what makes Bravo people apart from, like, TLC reality, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't believe that for one moment that anything has ever happened in Lisa Vanderpump's life in the last 20 years that she was not either directly directly responsible for or aware of. I don't... 100%. I not believe it. Which is your difference between a Lisa Vanderpump and a, God bless her, um, other Richards. Kim Richards. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. She was just a little sad so, puppet mm. that I felt so bad She's a Vanderpump for. person, though, I will say. That is Vanderpump rules when they get the status. <laughs> well, you know, Leslie and I are children of the 70s. We were born in 71. And so mm-hmm. Kim Richards, we knew because she was in a lot of Disney movies as a child. She was yeah. Escape from Witch Mountain, right? So we knew her. So it was exciting when she and her hot sister got on Beverly okay. Hills. Hot sister. <laughs> Not hot as she was now. She's done so much. Oh, but she was so beautiful. Oh, and she got a wonk eye from the Botox, too. She got a wonk yeah, eye, and when she, she cries, but... she got demon face. <laughs> Sorry, I'm shady. I'm, I'm a shady bitch. <laughs> she was so her beautiful season, her first season. She was, she was so beautiful. beautiful. And her hair and her hot bo- husband, ugh, that dude. But He looks um, like a boring, a boring lay. I'll just say that. He was hot at first, <laughs> and you're like... Look at her. And, and, and this is so terrible. Y'all can edit this out if you want. But I look at like terrible Simon from like the first season of, <laughs> of New York Housewives. And I think Simon probably wouldn't want to have sex with him, but at least it would be fun. Yeah. Like we hang out. That's like, a story. Like, drink and like we play board games on mm-hmm. the bed. Go <laughs> He'd be a scream. Oh, yes. Mauricio's like, hi, I'm hot. You're like, nobody gives a shit about this. What's so interesting about this stuff, though, even though people are in on it, there are still puppet masters. But you have this stuff, though, where, especially the first season of of Vanderpump, where these kids were kids. They were in their early early to mid-20s. They were kids. But so it meant a lot that, so to Kristen, was... At a model shoot, and it turns out that one of the other oh, models God. had slept with her boyfriend, but like, yeah! but like three like years. Like eight years ago, and she had a, that was, <laughs> I remember that scene so vividly, or so vividly, because that was like the moment I was like, wait a minute, something's, these people are, are off. There's something off with these yes. people. I remember when that aired live, that was, and that, because it was a second episode, yes. and I'm just like, I'm like, wait a minute. She marches into You're mad. She marches into dinner. I like, I met this going, girl, and this is the worst going, day of my life. And I've never, and I'm like, is it? 
And she's like, oh, you fucked my boyfriend. How dare you? Huh? Eight years ago. Like, I remember watching it going, wait, do they know it? And I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. I'm like, oh, my God. It is a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. Wow, and they terrible. also, this is the thing about Lisa. She knows that Kristen allegedly has a personality disorder those first seasons and was not mm-hmm. doing anything for it. Oh, and no. John Waters says that a personality disorder is a terrible thing to waste. And I always say, reality TV is perfect for it. But she had some and mental I health issues. I love you, John Waters. You know I do. Oh, yeah. You know, I love you. Yes. I'm trying to get it's it. True. I'm curating an art show, The Art of Drag, up in Happy Grace at Gallery 220. And we're trying to get him up here for it. Because I'm like, <laughs> you need to come watch come watch us change Happy But back to Kristen. They knew yeah. how to poke that bear and make her flip out on camera. And that's they what did. was happening. So do we feel, and we're getting close to an hour this could go on forever. We have to have you I back. I was like, I could talk for days. We have to have I you back. Talk for days about this. But, yes. but the question is, do we feel bad at all? Especially about the beginning. Nope. Okay, everyone's shaking their head. I felt slightly bad at, because, again, knowing this was 10 years ago and these kids were very young and yes. this was a different yes. game than the ones who were like still in it. But, but bad though that, like, I'm the whole time going, Lisa is manipulating you, but then she'll do something fu- not funny. But like, so the, they're in Vegas fighting. So they go to Vegas. Oh, that's the best. Oh, where Jax rips his shirt yes, off. Yes, his, his sweater off that he wore in July in Las Vegas. Ugh. He wore a white sweater. I'm like, okay, dude. And people are, are like throwing drinks in their judges' <laughs> faces and dragging people. You want to go? You want to go? You want to go? <laughs> but the funniest <laughs> thing about it is. What made Lisa mad was not that they were fighting, but that they did it in a restaurant and that she understands that the restaurant owner has to deal with their crap. And it's very disrespectful. But it was just so funny. Like, these children are literally beating each other up. Yeah, Schwartz threw a drink on Stasi, and then all of a sudden Sandoval and Jax get into a brawl with Frank in the parking lot. Sandoval is in python leather pants and yeah. rips his shirt off with his squ- um, his scrawny twink body. I'm like, girl, bye. And, and the crazy <laughs> thing about it was the whole season was about whether or not the rumor was true that mm-hmm. Jax had cheated on Stasi. Two months earlier, and gotten with a porn star, gotten a porn star pregnant, and and flew left his shift at Sir to go pay to get her an abortion. And so this whole thing was that Frank, the scuzzy bartender, tells Stasi this. Everyone thinks that's just what's actually kind of brilliant. Actually, thought it was because. He just wanted to, to to get her and to get her in her pants. But it turns, and everyone, she splits her friend group because everyone else is like, oh, you yeah. give Jax, I believe him, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out at the very end that the freak did it and that it actually oh, yeah. happened. And Stasi, and they had just kind of gotten back together. They had just broken up with yeah. the crazy girl. Um, what did Laura, Lee. Lee. Laura well, Lee. Jax broke up with Laura Lee. Right. Laura Lee was a recovering meth addict, took Jax on a date to an AA to an meeting. AA I'm meeting. trying to figure out what AA meeting would allow filming. How did they ab- he, allow yes. filming? Right? But so she starts getting this monologue, like I would steal stuff and just showing her like meth addled mind craziness. And then Jax is like in real time, like, oh God, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta dump her. He br- Goes outside on the street, on the curb and breaks up with a- her. After her AA and- meeting. 
And then, and then go. Then they go to to Sir to show up at their shift, and she's like sitting at the bar. He's trying to make drinks. Sir is like semi busy, and he's like, "You fucked me last night without a condom. How do you feel about that?" In front of guests, and Jax is like, "Are you gonna do this?" And the guests are like, "What?" That's the shit I love about it, because like. Like, I would love to be at Sir and having Laura Lee yell that. Like, you fucked me last night without a condom. How do you feel? I could have diseases. Didn't you you say at the um, Maryland Art Summit thing that going to Sir now is like going to like TGIF Fridays? Or not TGIF Fridays. It's like going to Disney World. It's like going to Disney Disney World World. because they don't really work there anymore. They don't. They're more there, like, the only reason that Lisa Vanderpump has Tom Tom named after Tom and Tom is because Tom and Tom show up to be, like, the Disney characters. You're going there to meet them and to be in that world of Lisa Vanderpump. And it's it's marketed as an aspirational life. So people aspire, and it's what our society actually aspires to be. Wow. It's a good snapshot about that. And it, they go there to be a part of it. Here's a random thing. So I, I was friends with Burt Reynolds. And I have, I have a poster of him from Playgirl in my uh, bedroom. (laughs) He was, and he was a person who very early understood marketing and he understood um, marketing his, um, his persona, but he had a a, a museum with all of his tchotchkes and the, one of the canoes from deliverance. That's the same. It's the same thing. Yep. So he was there only when he was there. So he also did his acting school. He would do a thing, whatever. And the day that I met him in 2010, he'd invited me once he gets, he understood a thirsty bitch. And I was like, yes, let's come. <laughs> um, he invited me to one of his, uh, his acting um, classes. And I, I came and cause he, the thing was open all the time, but he was only there and he was there. They understood that that you would not usually going to run into Bert, but people came to that museum mm-hmm. and do the classes on the off chance that Bert might yep. be there. And you and go to Sir to run into for the off chance you run into Ken and Lisa. Exactly. And that's and his- that thing is so common nowadays on reality television. Another show that I study is Ghost Adventures because I'm a ghost hunter and I love oh. ghosts. Zach Baggins oh. from Ghost Adventures. That's why he has his haunted museum in Las Vegas is because yeah. and people go there because they want to meet Zach. Exactly, and, yeah. he, and he'll be there maybe two days out of thirty, whoever oh, yeah. it is. But people own so there's lots of people who own celebrity restaurants, mm-hmm. who own celebrity clothing, and every once in a while, like years, like twenty years ago, I went out to L.A. and I guess uh, Mark Ruffalo's wife, uh, Sunshine, owned a boutique, and we go and we take pictures. But we knew she wasn't going to be there unless we knew she was going to be there. Mm-hmm. She wasn't going to be there. Right? She's not ringing up your purchase. She's not. Oh yeah. Like, at, such a ruffalo doesn't have she's not folding sweaters in the front nah! reading people. no, no. And so, but part of the thing was that they go so and so is sometimes here so every once in a while you'd be at a place like i i had a friend who was friends with kelly bensema oh. oh oh that's a good that's a throwback and so we got my husband and i god bless you scott god he's the the now the late scott service but he and i went to this party on palm beach um, my friend was friends with this guy who owned a, um, this guy Cedric, who owned um, a, an empire of antiques or whatever. So we go in and they have all this like thousands of dollars of sushi, but nobody's eating. 
and I was probably an eight at the time. Oh God, still, I would put I it in my like, bag. I'm like, I'll take that home. You with know, me. <laughs> I was a size eight, but I was still like a cow compared to all people. I'm like, we eating a sushi. The sushi getting mm-hmm. eaten. So me and my husband and some other lady were like, listen, the sushi here, she paid for. We go eat, and everyone's like, are you eating? We're like, we are going to eat everything. And so we look, and somebody goes, do you know who that is? I go, yeah, it's Kelly Benson. She's there at the party. She's standing there. Nobody's eating, and we go, hello, Kelly. And she's very sweet. Yeah. Very nice, but. It was just this random thing, and also because they knew that was the height of the gossip thing at that point in the mid two thousand, mid to late two thousands, that two thousand ten probably. Was she? Did she divorce uh, the photographer husband that Tyra Banks yeah, made famous? She was, she okay, was like he had emerged at this. Because then she was on New York Housewives, and like I don't know if she was in a dark period. I've heard rumors that yeah, there were drugs involved, but it oh was yeah, like, she looked great. And I remember. Someone someone asked me because she magically appeared in the gossip rags and they said, Did you tell them? And I go, You don't think she did? I was like, She called Oh, one hundred percent she did. I, I'm positive that she called them. I was like, I'm the black girl, the size eight fat black girl eating all the sushi, putting it in my purse. I'ma tell somebody something. Mm-hmm. No, sir. We were happy to be there, get out, and go we're eat sushi in the car. God, I would have devoured all of it. Happy. I'm like, oof. You don't even know. I would have been more worried about the sushi it. than talking to Kelly. <laughs> you don't Kelly. even know. She was lovely. Lovely. Oh. Well, I cannot express how lovely she was. Just She looked lovely. She was a nice person. Did she smell good? I'm she big was, about smells. She smelled. She did. Because she I met a like, few that, that I'm like, you are hot, but you smell like you need she your... smelled like sandalwood and surf and oh, freshness. Oh, that makes sense for her. She did. She just looked just just beautiful. But girl, it was a lot. Oh. Well, yeah, Jill Gills, Jills Benson-Mont. Oh, yes. yeah. Who Tyra, She he was a, the photographer that would photograph the models that won America's Next Top Model. Because Tyra yeah. on America's Next Top Model, that horrible show, was always like... Okay, you have to come back. If you if you Yo, talk about... Oh, we can talk about AMTM. I, oh, I could go down the rabbit hole. And people don't know this. The same producers, Ken Monk from AMTM, yeah. is doing RuPaul's Drag Race now. Oh. So I'm like... Okay, so let's talk about that. We'll talk about that. I'll just say that, as they say on Twitter... Tyra's not seeing heaven yep. for what she did to those poor girls. Yep. And oh, Ty- I could go on about Tyra and her damn talk show. That was a hot ass mess with her. I'm gonna pretend to be fat. Look at yep. me. Oh, I'm gonna paint girl. myself white for the day. I'm like, girl, what? <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that also because you know they're um, uh, America. Uh, well, Dance with the Stars come back on, and oh. then she is no longer shockingly, shockingly a producer or the host anymore because they bought her out. They're like, this ain't working. Cause she nuts. She is. She's she. And, but the very <laughs> she's a nut. That she literally. They had Janet Jackson night where basically every see every scene she was in a different Janet Jackson outfit, and Janet oh. looked like. Huh. But the crazy thing was though they let her do it. ABC Disney. Yeah, decided that the best thing to do was to cede their franchise to her. And that's what never made any sense to me. Because Tyra, like, she has that ability, I don't know what it is, where everything relates back to her. She talks and she's like, well, back in my modeling day in Miami or in Paris, I did this. And it's like, girl, this person's talking about trauma. Like, stop, (laughs) stop it. (laughs) So... Oof. This was fun. I really 
Oh my oh. god, this was so great. So Derek, as we wrap up, like that, you will have to be back. Like we'll have you every week if you can, because you're just the best. Oh, I love um, it. I love it. And you guys are gonna come on my podcast. So it's getting. I'm, oh, it's happening. It's happening. So, it's yeah. Derek, we always ask two things. Okay. Um, one is if people want to find you. Where can they find okay, you? Okay, ZenobiaDarlingCreative.com is my website. I have an art blog on there. So I'm an artist. I'm a painter. Um, I've been exhibiting my artwork all the time. I'm up in Havity Grace. I have studio space at Gallery 220, which is in downtown Havity Grace. So you might see me here. I'm also at the State Theater in Havity Grace. So between those two places, I'm back and forth. Um, my website, social media, Zenobia Darling or Derek Pence. Both. If you Google one of the two, you'll find me. So Also... Um, having talked about this thing that's allegedly cheesy, do you still, after this conversation, believe that it's cheesy? And if you do, do you care? Oh, of course it's cheesy, but there's intellectual value in it. Completely. And it needs to be discussed. So, and it's, um, I mean, it, this is all my stand-up comedy is talking about these idiots on reality television. And it's like, and just shading them and reading them. And so I'm like, I'm making money off of it. So Hurrah! some roundabout way. So the joke's on them. <laughs> well, Derek, thank you so much. This has really been de-freaking-lightful. I'm so This was happy. so much fun. I really, I really appreciate talking to you guys and meeting you and everything. And you'll come on my podcast. Please. Hashtag Rockstar Life oh, Coffee it's, Break. Send a link. Yes. Send a link. So thank you guys so much for listening and for being here and for you know tolerating whatever the BS we're on. <laughs> so, um, as we always say, um, keep it easy, keep it breezy, keep it cheesy. I love it. Bye. Bye. Bye.